Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast. Today, we are talking with Tom Stanton, better known to his friends as Mel, which we're going to get into, I hope. And we're talking about your role as the executive director of Mel's Charities, a nonprofit serving Ozaki County. So welcome, Mel. I am excited to have you here today. Grace, you can't make this stuff up. I'm just grateful and humble that Horicon Bank is giving me the opportunity to tell this amazing story. I love this story. And it's a story made up of a lot of little stories that are every time I think my eyes get wider every time you tell a story. So I'm very excited to share that with listeners. Well, thank you. But first, let's let our listeners get to know you just a little bit better with a rapid fire intro to the expert. Okay. This is our rapid fire intro to the expert. I fire off the questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Where are you from? Best location in the nation, Cleveland, Ohio. And where did the nickname Mel come from? Grace, that possibly could take a whole nother podcast, <laughs> but uh, about three friends of mine in high school gave it to me. Um, it's sort of uh, probably politically incorrect now, but there was a country western singer called Mel Tillis. Oh, okay. And he could sing great. I don't have a stuttering problem. I hope I don't during this podcast, but I was trying to spit out a story probably about 40 years ago now, 45 years ago, and Mel Tillis was sort of a famous singer at the time. And they said, Mel, will you just say it? So it started with three people, and now look where we're at. And now it's the name of the charity. It's the known name in Ozaki County for having fun and impacting lives. <laughs> so what are you most passionate about? Obviously, this thing with Mel's is what gets me up in all the morning. But my faith, um, my faith has gotten a lot stronger through all this. So basically, having fun and impacting lives, all in his glory. What is your favorite way to spend a beautiful spring day like we've got today? This is why we live in Wisconsin for like these two or three days out of the year. That's that right. Actually nice. It's supposed to be snowing on Sunday. <laughs> um, you know, I do try to take a step back and reflect with, um, and just try to step away from it, enjoy life you know, with my wife, Nancy. I do like being outdoors and um, really just, you know, as I've gotten older, just reflect and, and enjoy this kind of time we have. Absolutely. And then last question, you guys do a lot of fundraisers throughout the year. What is your favorite one to do? Well, it's always, Nancy and I don't have any children, but whenever anybody says, we always mention, what's the favorite one? It's almost like your kids or, you know, your <laughs> nieces you and nephews. So who's your favorite one? All of them have such great stories and meanings, but it started all with the granddad of them all that we like to call it the pig roast in 1999. So that's got to be numero uno. Mm-hmm. Right where it started. So before we get into our topic today and the story of Mel's Charities, let's talk about the value of being real in our marketing. So when I first met you, Mel, a few months ago, I immediately felt like this guy's the real deal. All right. There's <laughs> not, a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of disguising anything. You're, you're genuine. You're honest. And that comes off. And I think people really respond to that. Thank you. Absolutely. So Today, we're going to talk about real marketing with an example from Patagonia. Have you, you know, the Patagonia yep. brand? Yes. All right. So back in the 1980s, all outdoor fashion ads looked exactly the same. Paid models, fake hikes, none of it felt very right. real. So to an avid or even average hiker, none of it 
was very genuine. Patagonia's founder, Ivan Chouinard, was sick of it. So he placed a note in their catalog asking customers to send in real photos. Customers responded. Suddenly, Patagonia stood out among the competition, and they're probably still like number three within their industry, Mm -hmm. which is pretty big. And uh, only real photos of real customers are used in their marketing today. Real consumers connect to real photos and real stories. So for our listeners... How can you show your brand's authentic self in your marketing? Is it in your photos? Is it in the words that you choose? Consider your voice and image and make sure it reflects who you really are, which is what I think Mel's does very well. Well, I appreciate it, Grace, you know, for just meeting you guys one time to be able to tell me how you feel about how I am and how what the brand of Mel's is. It means the world to me and to all the, the people that help us. What differentiates us from a marketing standpoint we are. We're genuine. And as you can see from our, it's tough to see in the podcast, but our marketing materials, they're interesting. You know, we have smiling pigs and a lot of colors. Um, we've become the known name in Ozaki County for having fun. And I always think of my father during this. Um, I lost my dad. I'm 61. I lost my dad at 63 to cancer. And um, he taught me growing up to always treat the guy that loads the truck just like the president of the company. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. You're all going to meet different walks of life your entire life. And you're going to meet some people that are way up on the top and some people that are really struggling. And each one has their own, and I'm getting the shivers right now, each one has their own meaning in life. Mm-hmm. And if we, that's all we try to do. And I think it is really reflected over the last 25 years. If you see the Mel's Charities logo or one of these smiling pigs, right away, you're smiling right now. People just get a smile on their face and they know that that logo or that image, they know that it has fun and it impacts lives throughout Ozaki County. And I think one of the interesting things about your story you know, we were talking before we started recording about an award that you'd received and you were at the Fister and there's these big things happening. But when it comes down to it, it is about the relationships that you're building. And I think that you bring that perspective into every single relationship. I say this all the time. If we ever start getting obsessed about the almighty dollar and how much mo- if you, people say you guys are great at fundraising, I've never looked at us as being a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It started with nothing. It was just having friends together to impact one person's life. Mm-hmm. So it's great that we're able to continue to grow and give all this money away. But you nailed it. I mean, we are all about relationships. And whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is, is that we are so loyal and passionate mm-hmm. towards creating those relationships and sustaining them. So how did Mel's get started in 1999? You can't make this stuff up. And, you know, there's a documentary out on YouTube that someone did on us. So in 99, my wife and I had a party at an eight-lane bowling alley in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, called the Cedars. About 50 people. And halfway through the party, I think this is when the good Lord hit me alongside the head and said, you big idiot, it's not about you, mm-hmm. how much fun you can have. Why don't you start trying to help other people? I truly remember this. And... All of a sudden, it dawned on me, a really good friend of mine at the party had just lost his sister, mm-hmm. a single mom with a special needs daughter. And I had never met either one of them. And I just remember going, well, maybe we could do something today, because a lot of people knew Blaine. So I went around, and we passed a hat. And we got $350 in cash, 
and we got up there. there trust me, there was no podcast. There was no, <laughs> it was uh, me just screaming out, uh, here's what we're going to do today. You just impacted my buddy Blaine's life here. And I had him $350 worth of cash. Wow. And it went to Special Olympics because his niece, Becky, who now lives in Cedarburg with, at a balance home, she's part of Special Olympics. Okay. 350 in cash at a party with 50 people. Mm-hmm. So- since 350 in cash in 1999, how have you guys grown to 2023? Uh, <laughs> so we impacted one person's life. It's all we, tr- every day, if we can positively impact one person's life, it's a really good day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be as fancy as this, but by doing that and just continuing that and not ever leaving that mission, we have now given away over $1.9 million. And the beauty of it is we're just getting started. I mean, you, you see these graphs in front of you. I mean, I'd say over the last five, six years, there's over a million of it. So it's just really capturing in Ozaki County. So yeah, it's grown. Um, I wish my grades or I wish, you know, my bank statement looked like some of this <laughs> stuff, but no, it's, um, it's growing like crazy and we couldn't, we're just blessed in so many ways. If someone would have told you when you were passing that hat around in 1999, that this is what this would have turned into, would you have believed that? No, especially you know, the first few years, I always tell people it's like the first few years of like Summerfest, you know, it was a little dicey and really didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we still don't. We're learning every day. I, I always look at my day as of every day is like the first day of my freshman year in high school or first year of eighth grade. You know, you always figure like I was three times in my life where I knew everything, eighth grade, my senior in high school, my senior in college. Mm-hmm. And then I quick realized I knew Squadoosh the next day because <laughs> you just, so did I think this? No, but I had been around some things um, where I'd seen where guys were just having fun, and up, especially up in Green Bay, what, the place, a thing called the Pink Flamingo, a softball tournament I played in, and they were doing sort of the same thing. So it was in the back of my head that okay. maybe we could grow, but nowhere near what we're talking about now. <laughs> so when did it go from, you know, something that you had you were doing once a year to this is what I'm going to devote? my time and and talent too. Since day one, I've been a straight commission salesperson my entire life. I still do that a little bit, but ever since 1999, I swear to you, this is what sort of got me up in the morning. Now, in those first few years, were we a 501c3? Were we all this stuff that you have to be? Heck no. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were handing the cash out. And then as it started growing, people a lot smarter than me came to me and said, you know, you guys really should become your own. 501c3. So, and then once again, there was a local attorney in town contacted me. Nance used to work for him. And he said, I never, this is probably six years into this. Mm -hmm. And he says, I can't believe how this thing's growing. And he says, I'll set you up as a 501c3. I'm not going to charge you a dime. Oh, wow. So once we got that, and then these events, you know, it was the pig roast. I don't come up with all these ideas. Um, you know, friends of mine contacted me and said, well, we should start a run walk for you guys or a golf outing or bowling or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me going is when you can impact people like that that want to get that involved and want to. So behind each one of these events, there's a living, breathing, passionate family or local business, what have you, that sort of take ownership of it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's got to be a really cool feeling, I think, to to take something that you've been passionate about and now you see it just growing and other people finding their passion in it. 
and really wanting to see that explode. You nailed it. You know, we have people come in, everyone thinks I'm the one that's doing all this stuff. Nothing gets me going more when if we come up with an idea, like Chris Heron, for example, who might talk about, a guy comes in and goes, how can I be involved? Mm-hmm. That trips my trigger. Because I'm like, well, you're the individual. Find out how we get this done. And you give them some responsibility or ownership of Mel's. Mel's is, I'm Tom. Mel's <laughs> has become this brand that people want to get involved in. And you nailed it. Mm. In order, when you can get people that, a lot of my friends were like that when they first started coming to this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, it was all about them. You know, fun and you know, let's just keep doing this. And then all of a sudden they started seeing the lives we were impacting. And then when you can see that flip, that switch flip, like all of a sudden it's not about them and how can I get involved? That's the perfect recipe. Are some of those original friends that were at the bowling alley, are they still involved? Absolutely. Really? Um, You know, you you see me and I can't change, but behind the scenes, you know, we got a board and now these guys are called the founders board. You know, there's like five or six guys that were there almost from the beginning. Sure. And now would they want to sit here and talk about this or talk about one-year th- plan, three-year plan, five-year plan, sustainability? No. Mm-hmm. You need this wall moved by 2 o'clock this afternoon? Let's go. <laughs> no one has left. And nobody that's been part of our board or, no, everybody wants to be involved. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I'm, I'm looking at some of your marketing materials here, and you have these four puzzle pieces. You've got your doers, your donors, your dreamers, and your door openers. And I think what you're describing fits right into those puzzle pieces. So your founders board, those are your doers, mm-hmm. right? So why don't you talk about some of those other puzzle pieces and how they all fit together? This was the greatest advice I ever received because I would meet with people and they'd say, well, I would get finished and they'd go, well, what, what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. 95% of the people, I swear to you, that ever meet with us and hear our story, they, nah, we don't think we want to get involved in this. And I would throw up all over them. Well, we got these events coming up and you can get involved, you can donate and they, sure. their heads would be spinning. So a guy gave me this advice, this doers, donors, door openers, and dreamers. And everyone starts nodding like you are. Because mm-hmm. then everybody figures out I could fit in this. So doers, obviously people that volunteer at events or that they they come to our events. So we have a kayak thing on Saturday where people are going to jump in a kayak at nine in the morning and go down the Milwaukee River. So they're like, yeah, I can do that. Or sure. I can be your bowling thing. Or they want to get involved somehow. Donors, obviously we have a 300 fund where people donate to help with our sustainability or they want to help. The more that we can offset the cost of these events, well, guess what? We give 100% of the money away. We don't keep anything. Mm-hmm. So donors obviously help us financially. Door openers is something like this. I met you guys once so far, and all of a sudden you hear our story, and you're like, you got to come down here and do this mm-hmm. podcast. So the more people I can get out and tell our story, then they connect me with us. I will do this all day long. I will tell our story all day long to get more people involved. And then dreamers, as you talk, from 1999, impact in one life, to thousands of lives now. And then if we have time today, you know, we're part of a development in Sockville, Wisconsin. That is one of the biggest dreams of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to tell that story yeah, too. Yeah, it's another, can't make this stuff up. <laughs> well, and I think for for people who support an organization, you can definitely see yourself fitting in one of those four places, right? You've either yes. got 
time, talent, treasure that you're you're dealing with and what what can I give? Sometimes we don't have the treasure. I can't be the right. donor. So can I be the doer? Can I be the door opener? What skills do I have that I can lend to this vision? And I share this with all nonprofits. I mean, we got this from somewhere. I'm guarantee you it wasn't some person, friend of mine that came <laughs> up with this. I'm sure they saw it somewhere. So I share it with everybody I see with other nonprofits. We want to help nonprofits that fit our mission. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to compete with them. So yeah, everybody fits into one of those. And it, it behind every one of these, there's there's a story. I mean, I'll share one quickly here. Donors, my, like I said, my, I don't, my dad sold sporting as growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish he would have sold school books. I graduated <laughs> summa cum laude from the University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh. I got out of there. I graduated. But a guy from my floor was from Cedarburg, and I, a couple other guys were, and I started hanging around with them. And then next thing you know, I moved to Cedarburg. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Jamie Trenner, one of those guys, stood up in his wedding 25, 30 years ago. Five years ago, he came back, and this is how he talks. And I haven't seen Kim since their wedding. He was like, dude, you know, Kim and I believe in you, and we believe in what you're doing and these lives you're touching. So you'll be hearing from our attorney. We're going to bequeath a million dollars to you. Wow. So as much as you hear me joking around here, and, and Grace, we get, I'm getting the shivers again, we get stories. We probably get attorneys contacting us every three or four months asking for our federal EIN number because people are changing their estates and giving because they believe in so much that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So but be, so you have a, you know money like that, or you have someone who just comes in off the street. It happened this morning. It happens all the time. Like, how can we get involved? Mm-hmm. That means as much to me as my buddy Jamie. And we can never forget that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're just a bunch of fun-loving people that like to impact lives. And if we ever get away from that, it's got to go time. And it's it, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Are there specific causes that Mel supports, specific priorities that you have? Good, very good question. We hear that. So there's three main ones that really um, that we support. I've got to meet people with disabilities as this was going on. We helped fully fund Ozaki County Special Olympics. So I started going to those games and I started meeting some of these individuals. And they will change your life. They've changed mine on their outlook. They've got no filter. They... Um, <laughs> They tell it like it is. They live in the moment. Uh-huh. So that's a huge one for us. Then as, unfortunately, as we were, this thing kept growing, I've had friends of mine lose children to car accidents, illnesses, drug overdoses, and then other people that started coming to our events, we, you know, we lose them way too early. So we started either provide, it's really the family wishes, scholarships, helping one another cause that we support. So we're big into, um, like yesterday was Ryan Rafinski. He, um, he was 18 years old in 2003, and he wasn't feeling good. He was a stud athlete, and he, his parents took him to Children's Hospital, and they thought he had mono, and he had some rare immunology disease, and he passed away. Wow. So we always say out of darkness comes light. Mm-hmm. So by being able to legacy memory that they can still burn bright and bring some joy to those families, we'll do that all day long. So it's individuals with disabilities, memorials, and then community impact. Uh, we've helped build playgrounds with kids for disabilities, baseball fields for a boy, or Matt Malakowski lost his life to a drunk driver. And if we, Chris Heron bringing in Chris. So those are like the three main, and I, I, it's good for us because it keeps us focused and people know 
when they're giving it to us exactly where it's going. Because mm-hmm. everything stays local for you guys. Everything stays in Ozaki County. You live, work in Ozaki County. I mean, we've helped, like, obviously for Ryan down at Children's Hospital, but his family's from Cedarburg. Um, yeah, we always say what we raise here stays here. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, we give 100% of it away, which it's a whole nother podcast on how that happened. But that really resonates mm-hmm. big time. Absolutely. So you've mentioned twice now Chris Heron. Correct. And bringing in Chris Heron, why don't you explain for listeners, what is Chris doing? Sure. And it's a um, big community impact. Mm-hmm. So Chris Heron was a McDonald's All-American basketball player. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, Rolling Stone magazine. Went to Boston College for about two weeks. And then he's a seven-time convicted felon and four-time heroin overdose. You can he's, has, he's had documentaries on ESPN. I had known Chris's story. I watched him play, and then I, his fall from grace. And then all of a sudden I see on this show of what he's doing now. He's talked to over 2 million kids. He's been sober for 11 years. So I, I watched it on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So the next night, my wife Nancy's like, what's on TV? And I pop, I, well not pop, not even the VCR anymore. I hit the <laughs> play button for whatever. And it's Chris's story. And she's like, really? More basketball? You know, because the first few minutes you see Chris playing basketball. Sure, sure. And at the end of the thing, she's crying. And she's like, you got to figure out a way to get Chris here in Ozaki County. I'm not making this up. A guy that's, that supports us in a number of different ways on this stupid social media, it's got redeeming value. That same time I was talking to Nancy, he says on Facebook something, message, anybody see Chris Heron tonight? And I said, I did. And he said, wouldn't it be kind of cool to get him to Ozaki County? This is within three minutes. And he goes, for real? Well, Chris is from Fall Rivers, Massachusetts. So let's just say he's, he's got a pretty thick East Coast accent. <laughs> and three days later, the same guy that did that thing on social media was standing next to me at an event that I wasn't supposed to be at and he wasn't supposed to be at. And he said, are you serious about bringing Chris in? I said, yes. And he says, what do you need? And it gets back to me when he said that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're the guy. So he, he called him, figured out Chris is eight, nine months out. That's how demand he is, mm-hmm. sadly. So in the last three years now, we have had Chris speak over to 10,000 high school and community throughout Ozaki County. We've dipped our toes a little bit into um, Sheboygan County. Okay. And obviously with Horicon Bank and everything that they got going on, there could be some opportunities there at mm-hmm. the branches you're at. It's probably two of the most impactful days in the history of Mills Charities. That's saying a lot. Addiction runs in our family. I can stay out with the best of them. Chris is, he's become a friend. You go on YouTube, there's a, there's a conversation or interview between both of us that we didn't know what each other was going to say. Yeah. But those are the kind of things we want to do. I'm going through the checkout line at the local grocery store with Nancy and the kid checking me out goes, you're those guys that brought that Chris Heron in. I'm like, yep. He said, sir, I'm a senior. We get speakers that come through all the time. Mm-hmm. There's nobody been ever like Chris Heron. Thank you very much. I've had parents come up to me and say, I grew up Irish Catholic, man. You just didn't want to get caught. Your parents didn't want you to be, <laughs> just don't do it in front of them. <laughs> you know, it was just a different way of life. Yep. The parents that come up to me now and say, my kid actually came home and told me about Chris and sat down and talked to me about it. So we're bringing Chris back again the week, I think it's November 12th. We're bringing him back every year. Okay. And that's one thing that we're always going to continue to do. And your relationship with Chris, you mentioned it too. You, you've you gotten to know each other. And he has even said 
if I'm coming to Wisconsin, I'm working with Mel's. Correct. You know, that meant a lot. You know, obviously Chris does this 200 and sometimes a year. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to relationships. And you, did I walk in? I'm Mel's chair. I walked in like this. (laughs) I mean, just who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's the way Chris is. And so it's a very good point. So I said, Chris, there's, there's now schools in Sheboygan or people in Sheboygan that want you, which is one county over from mm-hmm. Ozaki County on Highway 43. And I said, Chris, I'm going to introduce you to them so that you can, we can make this happen. No way, Mel. You know, we, we just deal with Mel's charities. Now, the key to that is we always say what we raise here stays here. So everything we do in Ozaki County for those events, it stays in Ozaki County. Anything that we bring Chris in outside of that area, we work with local businesses, local individuals okay. that take help, take care of them to get Chris here. So that's just um, one story of impacting one person's life or watching one TV show. Mm-hmm. And now look where it's gone. And it's impacting thousands and thousands uh, every, of lives. Everyone thinks we live in Mayberry in Ozaki County, man. It's an epidemic. And, you know, it, 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 you know we're all, I don't care how old you are. So um, I would love, I would invite all you Next time he comes to town, I want you to see him. Mm. So you guys have grown, clearly, over the years. <laughs> You're continuing to grow. Just started, Grace. Yeah. Serious. So you've mentioned Sockville and what's happening there. Why don't you tell <laughs> listeners about that? Because this is, I've seen the pictures and, man, you guys are doing some really cool stuff. And Thanks. And it's another, you know, we, we always thought we could just keep doing what we're doing, give all the money away, and just what's wrong with that? As I told you, these individuals with disabilities have changed my life and a lot of everybody in our organization. Um, they play a key role in our stuff. Well, I started finding out as they age out of high school and the parents get older, what happens? Sure. Puts a lot of pressure on siblings, aunts, uncles. And so, Stockville, Wisconsin. It's in Ozaki County. It's on the far north end. There is a development there, and it's going to be called Northern Gateway. And inside of there, good, we're all sitting down here, is going to be called Mel's Village. And it's going to be a development. How do they say it? It's a generational change for everybody because it's going to impact so many different lives. It's going to be the largest development in the history of Sockville. So inside of there, the ANSI development has owned that land for about 20 years. And they put a lot of time and effort in it to get it all ready. And in 2007 or 8, they were going to sell it, or they did sell it, to Walmart. And the Walmart in Sockville was going to be, you know, not knocking Walmart. I mean, there'd be a big old Walmart on the, where 55,000 cars drive every day. Everybody backed out because of the economy in 2007 or 8. Okay. Through the good Lord, I started meeting the ANSA family, and they wanted to get more involved in ANSA development. So Christmas before COVID is when they, they came up with this idea. If you drive by there right now, so you got the ANSA development, you got Three Leaf Partners, that's Pat Connaughton from the Bucks, the, his Rink Architects who built the Deer District, okay. Catalyst Construction, all servant leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, you needed some muscle. I mean, it's going to be a $190 million development, so you needed some muscle. But they went in front of the, the, the Sockville officials, and they said, this is the dream team. 
you know, to be able to make this happen and then to have us part of it too. I say this all the time. They got mad at me at first, but I said, we're going to make Sockville cool. And, um, they're like, well, how are you going to do that? You know, the people from Sockville were like, well, you're making fun of us. And I'm like, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio in the sixties and seventies. Are you kidding me? You know how much crap I took? <laughs> and there's nothing on this. It, it's a beautiful piece of property. We're going to make it a destination. Mm -hmm. So inside Mel's Village, apartments integrated for individuals with disabilities can live there amongst all of us. Uh, 46,000 square foot thing for club volleyball, club basketball, special Olympic events, hotel, banquet facility, town square with a splash pad and music venue. I'm not doing it justice, but I'm telling you, it's going to be something like you've never seen. And if you drive by there right now, you can see stuff going up. And there's businesses that are coming in that Correct. they're committing to employ some of these folks, right? Non-negotiable. Okay. Um, the one building you'll see be going up right now is American Orthodontics. They're in Sheboygan. Mm -hmm. They're probably the top of the world. All the teeny tiny, I'm learning a lot about teeny tiny pieces for braces. Okay. They're not leaving Sheboygan. I mean, they're staying there, but right now they're building 130,000 square foot research and development, very robotic, um, and they need individuals um, with disabilities to be able to work there. They're very okay. intricate. And and when they're all said and done, they're on the far north end of it. They're the anchor. Uh, they're saying, they'll have a hundred and some employees by next year, two shifts. And then when they're all said and done, they're talking four or 500 employees. And then there'll be other housing there too. And it's beautiful. It's like a park-like setting. There'll be walking trails, bike trails. Um, it's going to be a destination. Mm -hmm. Long way from 1999, impact of one life in a bowling alley. But like, you're the marketing genius, but it's, um, we've never changed. So I don't care if it's 50 people at a bowling alley or thousands of people that are going to be part of this thing and thoughtful or enjoying it. We stay true to our mission. I think that's key, not just for nonprofits, but I think individuals, you know, your own personal mission and businesses. Correct. What is it you're here for? And are you staying true to that? You, you know, people have asked me this. You can sort of detect it. You know, if someone, if, if they really want to get involved, someone has said this to me once in a while, he's like, you're a great networker. And I'm not a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. When I met you, I didn't expect to be sitting at a podcast or <laughs> all we do is tell our story. We just tell our story mm -hmm. and then we meet people. But the minute if you walk in there and you're like, oh, these guys can get me this or they can get me that or they want to be involved in Mel's because they might be able to meet someone that can benefit their work. If you go in there with the right reasons that you want to get involved, I could spend hours with you telling you businesses, individuals that have become part of Mel's where their whatever they do for a living has grown mm -hmm. just because they, they have servant hearts. And you've had a few of those people who've come to you said, I want to support, but, but I don't want to be contacted. I don't put me on a newsletter list. I don't want anyone reaching out, but this mission is something I want to be a part of. So I'm going to give, and you respect that. Makes my day. And it, it also opens my eyes because I would, at least two or three of these individuals that jump out at me, that trust me, they're in on social media. I mean, these guys, um, they, they made it on their own. They, they just don't do that kind of stuff. And so that means they're, they're seeing us out in the community. 
and they research us. Mm-hmm. And I love it because um, some of the most generous people, these whole doers, donors, dropers, dreamers, you wouldn't know if they had five bucks or five million. And it is the coolest thing. And I, we treat them all the same. I, that's what I, I stress so much with anybody that's part of us. I don't care who you're talking to. Just be the same. You never know who you are talking to. Mm-hmm. And don't expect anything. So, yeah, we are, um, we're very transparent. We say what we're going to do. And if someone says we want you to, if it, if it falls within our mission, we want you to help this, you know, whether it's someone with disabilities, we'll do it. I mean, why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. It's a real simple recipe. I think, I didn't even know what a nonprofit was, you know, 25 years ago. <laughs> I still don't know if I, I think we're like the um, anti-nonprofit. We sort of swim upstream. We do things differently. But um, I will share this story till the good Lord takes me. All right, Mal. Here's where we're going to get a little inspiration on that that we haven't already. I think this entire <laughs> podcast has been inspirational. <laughs> But as you know, Horicon Bank is the natural choice for banking, and that's not just a tagline. It is a commitment to being environmentally friendly. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact, and I would like you to turn it into some inspirational advice for listeners. Uh All right. So because it all started with a pig roast, my fact's about a pig. (laughs) Did you know that pigs do not sweat? did that okay so the phrase sweating like a pig is actually incredibly misleading because pigs actually have very few sweat glands pigs will roll around and sleep in the bun to keep cool which in turn helps their skin from getting sunburned i've learned you know what and it's it started with the pig roast we sort of have that we're sort of known with that smelly Mm -hmm. pig you come by or we call it our world headquarters in cedarburg let's just say people give me a lot of pig things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and you know what? I never throw them in a room. I never throw them anywhere because don't ever forget where you started from. And for someone to take the effort to like when they find something and they're like, well, we got to go drop this off to Mel's. Makes my day. I'll bet. It does. I can only imagine the amount oh, yeah. of pig memorabilia you yes, have. Yes. <laughs> Should have studied harder in school. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, oh, all right. Before we end the show, Mel, I want to wrap up with actionable advice for listeners. So from your experience, what's advice that you would give to an entrepreneur or someone in nonprofit work that you think they can put into action right away? Well, before I get to that, Grace, and to Horicon Bank, I mean, I'm serious. We're just getting to know each other. And to be able to to provide me this opportunity, it means the world to me. I'm serious. Um, so it, it probably goes hand in hand with this advice is, I mean, as this thing was growing, I, I had people tell me, oh, you're getting, too, even with like those first few years at 350 then $700 and 1500 they're like, you're getting too big, you know? And I'm like, How, you're, you're losing it. You know, there's too many people coming and I'm like, we're not asking, and it's not like most nonprofits where they got to get these people to events. It was just sort of word of mouth that people just started coming. Sure. So then we had to get more TVs, and then we had to get, you know, we went from being inside an eight lane bowling alley for that pig roast to a 6,000 square foot tent out in the back of the bowling alley where eight or 900 people show up. Um, I guess the advice is there's always going to be people that are going to be negative, or whether you're just starting out mm-hmm. or as we're growing. You know, there's people are going to be like, well, 
And what are these guys all doing? Or they're, they're getting too big. Or if you stay true to what you believe in, I say this all the time. It's amazing what you can accomplish by having fun, not taking yourself too seriously, and a huge dose of God's grace. And just be grateful for whatever you get. I don't care if it's personal life, business, nonprofit, whatever. We're only here a short time. We really are. And it took me way too long to figure this out. I mean, I was what? When this thing first started 25 years ago, I'm 40, late 30s, yeah, late 30s, mid 30s. It's never too late, ever too late to follow your dreams, passionate, get involved with something. I mean, I know you got to pay the bills and all that stuff, but. I I literally took a leap saying I'm going to do this and Nancy was you know was it the better roses all the time heck no you know like you're going to do this and not get paid you know for no and um just have fun and impact lives it's all you got to do and it's amazing what don't take yourself too seriously you'll get like I said you, the good lord will knock you down in a heartbeat just go back to that eighth grade freshman year in high school, senior year in college. And then you think you know it all, man. And then you know nothing. Try learning every day. Well, and I think that learning comes from building relationships, right? You start to learn about others. You start to realize what they're going through. And then you kind of reflect on yourself of, well, what can I do? What impact can I make? And impacting lives, that's pretty heavy stuff. So when you say don't take things too seriously, you guys are doing serious work, but you're doing it in such a fun way that Thank stays you. true exactly to who you are. Yeah, we don't look at it as work. I really don't. Um, everyone says, oh, you're so busy and, you know, we can't get a hold of it. In this day and of technology, if I can't get back to somebody unless something's really up, then there's there's a there's a reason why mm-hmm. you know there's a reason why I'm not we're not communicating or whatever. Um, it, this I've said this and it's it, it's said in the documentary. The biggest life that's been impacted by this whole thing is me, because I was I can still be a rudderless ship, I can still veer off, but this has grounded me, given me purpose, giving me a reason to um, it's, it's strengthened my relationships, not personally, professionally it's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, um, obviously I'm married, you know, Nancy and all this stuff, but <laughs> um, she's a saint. And it's um, 25 years ago, I, yeah, if you would have said I'd be sitting here talking to you and what we're, what we're accomplishing and what we're getting to, mm-hmm. well, it's giving me purpose. Thank you for sharing your story today story of Mel's, your story, where you guys have come from, what you're going to in Sockville. That's pretty amazing. Grace, thanks. I'm always available. Um, you know, if anybody hears this and has questions or wants to, I guess I can give advice or um, want to learn a little bit more. Um, I'm always available or, you know, to tell our story. But we look forward to Horicon Bank coming into Ozaki County because, uh, in my short period of time, you guys got servant hearts, man. And um, you just want to give back to and, and help as much, many people as you can. So, again, thank you. I really, really appreciate this. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horiconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 